You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice Levine. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the gospel underground. Praise the Lord, family. Welcome back to another episode of The Gospel Underground. I am your host, Janice Levon, and I'm so excited to be back supporting to you and your music ministry. So we are at week four of our series, How to Prepare for a Successful Music Release. And y'all... I am having so much fun doing this. I'm having so much fun because honestly, um, a lot of this stuff I'm doing in real time, particularly what we're going to talk about today. So it's just been such a joy to share with you all in real time how I prepare for a successful music release and to just give you this information um, and prayerfully that it will assist you on your music ministry journey as well. I just want to say thank you so much to each and every one of you that have been listening to this series and have been blessed by it. I am blessed when you guys are blessed. So I'm just so thrilled, happy, and excited that I am sharing some content with you all that you can use, okay? Point blank period, that you can use, that you can apply to your music ministry. So today is episode four in our series, and today's topic is market like you mean it. Yes, we are getting into the marketing and promotion part of releasing new music. Yay, everybody's favorite topic, right? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I love this phase, okay? I absolutely love this phase. For me, it 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 is right behind actually creating the music for me. To me, this part is just so much fun. uh, And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But before we get into the into the meat of the episode, I do want to share with you all a couple of church announcements. First and foremost, I do not want you all to forget that within this series, I am giving away a free resource. Yes, the road to release checklist is free and it is available for you to follow along with this checklist on your uh, release process. And it is always in the show notes of these episodes. Okay. And you can also find it um, on our social media. You can find it in the links on our social media, but I want you all to go ahead and download this resource. It is free 99. Amen. Um, and I know that it is going to bless you. It's going to help you stay on track. It's going to help you keep organized as you prepare to release your music. Okay. The other thing is you'll probably figured it out by now, but I am switching up the day that we are releasing the podcast to Mondays. Typically I was releasing it on a Sunday, but y'all know my father just opened up a new church child and my husband's the assistant pastor and I'm doing a lot of things. <laughs> Okay, if you have ever been a first lady or just worked in building a church, it's a lot. It is a lot. And Mondays just feel a little bit more convenient for me. So I'm going to continue to release. I think the past couple episodes have been released on a Monday. So I'm going to continue to release the episodes on Mondays. Okay, so make sure you guys tune in each and every Monday while we are in season and you will have an episode from me. Amen. This is going to be another information-packed 
episode. So I want you to grab your pen, grab your paper, whatever it is that you use to take your notes. And I want you to be prepared to take notes. Okay. Because I'm spilling all of my own tea on today. Amen. And I will be sharing with you all, um, a couple of my marketing strategies or campaigns that I have been doing, uh, as I release my new single, When Judah Sings. And speaking of When Judah Sings, when you listen to this episode, it is now available. So make sure you go and purchase the song on iTunes or on my website or wherever you purchase music. And I want you to stream it, stream it on Spotify, stream it on Pandora, stream it on all of your music players. Okay. So before we get into the meat of this episode, you know, I got to share with you all the indie artist spotlight of the week. And this week, the spotlight is shining on Diane Malloy. She is a New York City based gospel singer, songwriter. And if I'm correct, I believe that we've worked with um, the same producer. Shout out to Kenneth Gladden of Flatiron Sound. But yeah, shout out to you, sis. Her latest single, Please Don't Go, is available now on all digital streaming platforms. And she is also a listener of the Gospel Underground. So shout out to you, sis. God bless you. But the Lord continue to keep you and guide you in your music ministry journey. If you would like to connect with her, I will have all of her information in the show notes as well as on our social media platforms. So make sure you guys support, check her out, hit her up to collaborate, all of the good stuff, okay? Because we are a community here and we celebrate one another in Jesus' name. So again, God bless you, sis. Make sure y'all listen to her song, Please Don't Go, which is available, as I said, on all digital streaming platforms, as well as the Gospel Underground playlist, which is available on Apple Music and on Spotify. So God bless. Continue to let the Lord have his way in your life and in your music ministry. If you have been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you will have heard me say that branding tells people why they should buy something and marketing tells people what they should buy. And so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about marketing like you mean it. And I gave it that title very specifically because... Oftentimes we think of marketing something or marketing our music in one particular way. Oh, we have to pay somebody to market us and get us in a magazine or do this or do that. And there are certainly many, many, many options to how you can market your music. And in this digital age, uh, I have to be honest and say that marketing your music has gotten, I won't say easier, but I will say that everybody has access to pretty much the same marketing tools. Um, It just depends on your marketing budget, okay? So it's not that you cannot use the same tools anymore because once upon a time, you know, there were only record labels that had access to certain things. But now with the internet and this digital age, we all have access to the same tools. It's just a matter of how much of a budget you have to use those tools. Okay. Um, and, and, and when I say budget, I'm not just talking about money. I'm also talking about time and energy and all of those things as well, because it certainly takes time and energy to create a really good marketing plan and to work your marketing plan. Okay. That's the gag. You know, a lot of the times artists make the mistake of 
thinking that, you know, I made a song and it sounds really good and I'm putting it out and people are going to listen to it. And yes, you may get some listens, but you're not going to get many if you don't have a plan as to how you want to present it. So marketing, music marketing, I should say, is all about generating a buzz about your music. It's telling people about your music, that it exists. And if you don't have a plan, if you don't create some type of marketing campaign, if you don't have campaign, if you don't have an idea as to how you're going to tell people that your music exists, they will never know that it exists. Okay. So really quickly, I just want to go ahead and give you all some definitions because y'all y'all know I love definitions. Okay. So music marketing, the definition that a simple definition that I found of music marketing is the process of raising awareness of your music. And a music campaign is an organized course of action to promote and sell a product or to sell your music, okay? So today we're gonna be talking about that, marketing like you mean it. Um, and because we have access to pretty much the same tools as any major artist would have, it's just now at this point a matter of two things. One, how big your budget is, which includes your time and energy. And also what feels natural to you, <laughs> okay? I'm really like big on that because you can listen to a bunch of gurus. You can listen to a bunch of people. They will tell you, 10 people will tell you 50 different things, okay? Um, but if it's not something that's authentic to you, if it's not something that feels good to you or feels right to you, it's not going to be effective. And you're going to be out here looking crazy, you know, doing TikTok dances to sell your music, okay? <laughs> when people know that that's not you. Like, y'all are not about to catch me on TikTok doing no popular dance to sell my, like, it's a no. It is a full-fledged from the diaphragm no, okay? Because that is not who I am. That's not what I do. So, yeah, I wanted to, like, share that first because marketing should not be strenuous, right? It should not be um, just something that is completely outside of yourself. The best marketing is done in the most authentic way. And today I want to give you all some ideas and share some thoughts on how you can do that, how you can do that. First of all, what's right in your hand, okay? What do you ha currently have access to that can help you generate a buzz about your music? Yep. You guessed it, social media. Okay, let us just go ahead and accept the fact <laughs> that social media is here to stay. Okay, so I want to really quickly go over the big four. Now, for a while, it was the big three for me, but I had to throw in one more because it makes sense and it really does matter. All right, so I want to break down these four social media platforms that I feel like every single independent gospel artist should have. Now, how active you are on these different platforms is completely up to you. I don't feel like you have to post every day or do I don't I, I don't I'm not into that. I believe, you know, that the Lord came to give us life and life more abundantly, and life more abundantly is not spent on social media 24 hours a day. Amen. But I do feel like you need these four in your arsenal just to cover your basis of how people can contact you and reach out to you and, you know, and get to know you really. All right. So I'm going to break these down by how they are most popularly used. But before I do that, I want to share a couple of a couple of notes. So I want you to write these things down. The first thing 
that I want to I want to make mention of is that your marketing channels, right? Or these different social media networks that I'm about to talk about. On these channels, you create content. Content is whatever you, whatever creative thing comes to your mind. It could be a blog post. It could be a video. It could be some type of artwork. It can be a number of things. Okay. So content is what drives your marketing, right? The hot, the, the type of content that people engage with the most the most, and there are statistics out there about this show, so you can look this up. But the type of content that people engage with the most is video. Okay. It is video. So I need you to keep that in mind because if you know that you can generate a bigger buzz with video type content, and this could be a video of pictures, a video, a, a live video of you talking, whatever type of video you decide to use. But if you know this, you know how to structure your marketing campaigns. Okay. So that's the first thing that I want you to, to take note of. The second thing that I really want you to take note of before I go into these four different social media uh, marketing channels that you can use is that I don't care what nobody says. Till this day, one of the best and probably easiest ways of selling a song, selling music, is by letting your consumers hear and see you sing it. (laughs) okay and this is a challenge to me I am not a fan of singing virtually I just I need an audience like I need to feel people and it's difficult for me to just sing into a camera like girl what like uh uh-uh it's difficult for me to make that human connection that I crave when I sing Um, But I am breaking myself out of that because we are still in this era of COVID and gathering together is still an issue for many. Okay, so but I want you to keep this in mind. One of the greatest ways that people sell music is by allowing their listeners to hear and see you singing the songs that you are releasing or rapping, whatever you do. Okay. I don't know. I think maybe it's just that human connection that I was just talking about. But when people see you singing the song, when they hear you singing the song in in a way where they can see it and hear it at the same time, that creates a deeper connection than you just saying, go purchase my song. Why should they? Why? Why? You know, it's you can tell a story. You can express the passion you can express the love and the joy or whatever emotions you are trying to emote through the song way better when they see you singing it or rapping it or whatever you do you can do that way better than just saying hey purchase my new single so yes I'm going to be singing my song on some type of video and put it on the internet help me Jesus But I wanted you guys to take note of those two things. I know a lot of people are like me. They're not interested in singing online. Uh, And then also there's there's the issue of it feels like everybody's singing online. Well, it's because they understand that concept that one of the greatest ways to say, even when you get a hit, right? So I don't listen to R&B music, but 
I cannot help but hear certain songs online. And so there's this song called Hours and Hours by an artist named Mooney Long. And I know this because when I see something trending, it sparks my interest. Like, I need to know the technical stuff behind, like, what is going on? I need to know how is this happening? And something that, uh, first of all, people love the song. That's just number one. But number two is one of the things that she did once she realized, oh, people like this song is whenever people sing, so people cover her song whenever they cover her song she reshares it on her page so there is you can go on her instagram page and scroll for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and see tons of people singing her song okay so it's not oh it's not just you singing the song because yes she does have a visual for her song where she's singing it but also she shares when other people sing the song there, there is a huge difference between just press and play on Pandora, Spotify, wherever you, you know, iTunes, whatever, um, and watching somebody sing the song. It's even better when the you can see the artists themselves sing the song. So I just need y'all to get that in your spirit and also to understand the power of video. Unfortunately, we live in a time where people have extremely uh, short attention spans. So they are much more... Uh, prone to watching a video than they are reading an entire blog post. Don't get me wrong, people do still read, but if they can click on a video and get the satisfaction that they need and then move forward, that is what they are going to do 99.9% of the time, okay? So put those two things together and that will already give you at least one idea as to what what type of marketing campaigns you can do for your music. Okay, so now that I got that in and out of the way, let's go through the big four social media channels platforms, whatever have you, where you can roll out your marketing campaign. So the first one, so I'm going to list the platform and then I'm going to explain to you how they are best used. Okay. All right. The first one I want to talk about is Facebook. Facebook is best used for long form conversation. That means people are more prone to reading a long post on Facebook rather than on Instagram or anywhere else. Facebook is really good um, and they really honed in on that through their... I guess you would call it, I guess, a mechanism of groups, right? So you can have a group rallied around a certain campaign or a certain idea or thought process, whatever. And in that group, people are talking. This does not mean that you cannot write out a long post on Instagram because certainly there are people that do that. But like I said before, this particular social media platform is best used for long form conversation. People expect to have long form conversation on Facebook. They don't necessarily always expect that on Instagram. So keep that in mind. That is why, again, like I said, they've done so well with Facebook groups. People go in there, they are chatting, they are talking, they are sharing their experiences, they're sharing their thoughts, they're sharing their opinions. So Facebook is best used for long form conversation. Okay. The next platform that I believe every independent gospel artist should have is Instagram. And I believe people should have Instagram for a couple of reasons. The first reason is because nowadays people don't typically exchange business cards. Um, but what people have done is 
they will go and check Instagram to legitimize your business or your art or your brand or whatever. So nowadays, Instagram kind of serves like your personal and mobile portfolio, right? It legitimizes your business, your your brand, who you are. Additionally, Instagram is used for monetization, Okay, because it serves now as your business card or your mobile portfolio, it is a great place to generate income for your business or for your product or whatever. Um, It's so funny because uh, maybe about a year or so ago now, Instagram changed the interface of the, the, the first page when you first open it, right, where we used to go and click to look at our notifications, it is now like a shopping mall, like a little shopping mall inside of your Instagram app. And if you click on it, you can shop all types of stuff on Instagram. Everybody's business that, you know, where you can physically purchase things or purchase a service, whatever have you, you can click on that tab type in what you're looking for and purchase, okay? You can purchase planners, you can purchase clothes, you can purchase all types of stuff. And they have structured Instagram in that way to do just that. Also, the owners, I believe, of Instagram, you know, uh, put out a press release a couple months back stating that Instagram is no longer just a photo sharing app. It is pushing video mad hard, which is why they've been pushing everybody to do reels and go on Instagram live and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. That is because those little reels and those lives serve as commercials. Just like when you're watching TV, you watching football game, watch right. Super Bowl is getting ready to come up soon. You're watching the Super Bowl and people pay millions upon millions of dollars to get a commercial slot because they know that million millions upon millions of eyes are going to be on the Super Bowl and which is a prime time to uh, stimulate your mind to go buy a, a new bag of Cheetos. <laughs> okay. So that is how Instagram works. It is, it is most commonly used for monetization, right? So Facebook is for conversation. Instagram is for monetization. All right. All right, so the next platform is YouTube. Yes, YouTube, okay? And YouTube is best used for demonstration, all right? Uh, I think I've said it here on this platform before, but Google and YouTube are always number one and number two. They go back and forth for the largest search engine. So what does that mean? That means people go on YouTube and they go on Google and say, how to fix a bike, how to cook curry chicken, how to blah, 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 blah. That means YouTube is the place for demonstration, sharing how you do something. Okay. Yes. People post a whole bunch of other stuff on there, but research has been proven that YouTube is awesome for demonstrating how you do something. So this would be an amazing place to post your what? Behind the scenes, your recording process, your photo shoot, whatever it is that you're doing, the behind the scenes of that, because people love to watch that. And YouTube is an awesome place to market that, okay? So for a long time, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube were the big three that I was like telling people, you need to be on these three. How much you do them is up to you, but it's a good idea to have all three of these in your marketing arsenal. Now, lately, I have 
uh, understood, <laughs> I was trying to figure out the word, I have come to realize that I needed to add one more. And that fourth one is Twitter. And I'm going to be real with y'all. I cannot stand Twitter. I, I just, I can't get with it. You know, I just, I think the reason why I don't like Twitter is because it's another real time app where people are like, in real time, actively talking and having conversations back and forth. And I just don't have the time for that. I do not have the time, patience, or energy for that. But the reason why you independent gospel artists need it is because radio stations are on Twitter and they are using Twitter in real time, like everybody else, to post about what song they are currently playing. And it is a good idea <laughs> for you to be on Twitter. You may not follow all the radio stations that's playing your music, but they will find you. And if they are tweeting about what songs they have in rotation, they will find you, right? Again, if you're back in stuff, if you're if you got all your social media lined up and everything is consistent, amen meaning your name should be the same exactly, if not extremely similar on all of these platforms, they will find you and tweet, we are now playing Janice LaVon when Judah sings. And radio stations love when you retweet and when you interact with them. It shows them that you are paying attention, that they have your music in rotation and that you appreciate it. That's a big deal with radio stations. They want to know that you appreciate it. Okay. Um, so these are the four. Facebook is best used for a long form conversation. Instagram is best used for monetization. YouTube is best used for demonstration. And last but certainly not least, Twitter is best used for monitoring your radio rotation. Come on, somebody with the rhymes. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to lay those out for you so that you understand how to use the platforms and how to take back your power from basically the platforms using up all your time, right? Because we get on Facebook and we start scrolling and we seeing funny stuff and we're just being sucked in. We're not using it strategically. Rather, we are just being a user. You know, we're being a user of the platform, but we're we're letting it use us is what I'm trying to say. We're not using it effectively. And as a believer, whether you are artist or not, as a believer, you want to have control over things like these. Why? Because they become little G gods. You, you, you find yourself spending all your time on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and all this stuff. And you ain't pray. You ain't talk to God not one time. You have not fasted. You're wondering why your, your tolerance for certain things is extremely low. You're wondering why, uh, you know, you, 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 you snapping on people now. Now you cussing on folks. It's because you've been consuming too much content from all these different places. The platforms are using you and you are not using it. So that's why I really wanted to lay these things out. Now, as it pertains to marketing, right, if you understand how these platforms are best used, you will be more prepared to create a marketing campaign that connects 
with the platform of choice, your platform of choice. Amen. So like I said, I'm not a fan of Twitter, but do I have Twitter? Yes, I do. Because when I get the notification and that's the, and that's another thing too, that is the only platform that I keep notifications on my phone for. Why? Because I, I don't like the platform. So if I get a notification, I will check it because obviously it's something important. Somebody's tweeted me or sometimes they have other little marketing things that I just dismiss. But I know that that's not a platform that I'm going to get sucked in on because I don't really care about it. Okay. <laughs> but my platform of choice, I have two. I really like Instagram and I really like YouTube. I am good behind the camera. Um, sometimes I get a little, what's the word? I get a little, I, I overthink it with YouTube. So I just need to kind of just write out my ideas, film it, edit it and keep it moving. But I'm good behind a camera. Okay. I am good behind a camera. So you really need to know what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. If you are not good at writing, that's not your forte, then maybe you need to like lean more into YouTube or maybe you need to lean more into um, Instagram or maybe Twitter is better for you because there's less writing in Twitter. Yes, you write, but it's not a whole lot. You know, if you're not good behind the camera, if you're, if you're kind of shy or whatever have you, maybe Facebook is a little bit better for you, you know? So figure out what your strengths are and also be clear about what your weaknesses are too, so that you can make the best decision for how you want to market your music. Okay. All right. So earlier in the episode, I said to you all that this process is my second favorite probably in the releasing process because similar to actually creating the music, the marketing process is another area where I can be extremely creative, right? I can decide, okay, I want to do a docu-series, which I did <laughs> on my YouTube channel. And I want to take the listeners through this journey of how I came to this place of writing this song and what it means to me. And that's exactly what I did. On my YouTube channel, I released a series entitled Awake to Righteousness, The Making of When Judah Sings. And it was basically a sit-down conversation. It was nothing too extravagant, but it was basically a sit-down conversation with my dad explaining, you know, where this song came from, you know, what it's all about, all of that. And I've been getting huge, good, amazing response. And I'm so, so happy about that. Um, so this marketing process really allows you to be creative. It, it allows you to share and present your music in another way outside of music. You can do literally anything, as long as the Lord is pleased with it, to market your music. You can do skits. Okay. You like you know how like a lot of these um like Instagram comedians, they do skits and things like you can do that to promote your music. Okay. You can, you know, have a blog series where you writing out, you know, different blogs on 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 Facebook or wherever. You can do so many amazing things. It's not just make the music make a music video, maybe do a lyric video, and then you're done. No, you can do a whole campaign, okay? I remember when I released my first EP, uh, the single off the EP, or one of the singles off the EP was called Do What Jesus Says. And I had a campaign called Be A Doer Campaign. And I was challenging people to do something nice for somebody they do not know. And first, second, and third place 
people won a prize from me. They had to post it or share it or whatever have you. But you can do all types of things like that to generate a buzz about your music, okay? You know, I know that nowadays a lot of people do things, especially if they have like an up-tempo kind of a song, they will create a dance challenge and then say, do the whatever XYZ challenge and post up your best dance moves or whatever have you. That is a marketing campaign. People not doing that just to be cute. No, that's a they 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 are promoting their music through that because it'll it'll be named something like the hashtag do what Jesus says dance off or whatever. You know, pe- people are doing all types of creative things to promote and to share their music. And I really want you all to grab a hold of this and allow the Lord to expand your mind on how you can promote your music. Okay. Also, I do not want to neglect the f- that nowadays, like I said earlier, we are in this digital age and getting more people to listen to your music and all that um, via playlists is very important now as well. Radio is not dead, so we're not going to neglect radio. You should still be pushing and doing your best to try to get your song on radio. But also these streaming platforms hold a lot of weight. So submitting your song to playlists is major it is major and it will crank up those listens and it will crank up the promotion of your music so I don't want you to neglect none of those things and I want you to get really creative like allow the same creative juices that you had when you were making your music allow those same creative juices to come back and to flow as you prepare to promote your music. So before we go, I want to remind y'all of our motto throughout this entire preparing for a successful music release process, right? And what's the motto? Pray, plan, execute. Say it with me. Pray, plan, execute. And I want you to take that motto and I want you to apply it to this part of when you are preparing for your music. We It's not a one one time thing that we do. Okay, we pray that the Lord tell us what to do and then we plan it out and then we execute it. No, this is something that you do throughout your entire music process. So here we are again. We need to apply that same principle of pray, plan, execute. So when you come to this point in your release process, I want to remind you to pray. Go back to the Father and say, Lord, you gave me this music and I know that you intend for your music to prosper. How do I promote it? That's what I did. And the Lord said, do this docu-series. I want you to lay it out like this. And this is what I want you to name it. And this is what I want you to talk about during this series. God, he is the creator. Okay. So do not doubt his ability to give you a bomb creative idea on how to share the music that he gave you in the first place. Hello, come on somebody. So get back on your knees. Let's 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 make this a habit, a lifestyle, okay? So go back to the Father and pray. Then I want you to get into the space of planning it out. So what do you what do we do with that? We set our goals. Okay. The Lord done gave me this idea. This is what I want to accomplish by doing this type of marketing campaign. This is what I want to accomplish. So write out those goals, write out and plan out every detail as to how you want to lay it out from the date to what you want to title it to, to all of the details, plan it out. Also, Allow yourself to be creative. Like I said, as long as it's not dishonoring God, go for it. You know, I, I, I really, 
I hate to say this like this because I'm telling y'all, <laughs> I'm telling y'all to use social media uh, for your marketing campaigns. Um, but I feel like we have been poured so, so much information. We're in an information age, right? We get so much information poured into us from the left and from the right, from social media, from here, from there, from everywhere, that I really feel like it stunts our creativity. Let your imagination run free, honey, okay? Like I said, as long as it does not dishonor the most high God, ask the Lord to let you go back to when you was a kid and used to play imaginary or whatever (laughs) to think of a creative way to present your music to the world. Everybody is always looking for the new, hot, creative thing. You could be one that presents something new, hot, and creative in the way that you market your music. So do not be afraid to get creative. And then execute. Do it. Do it. Don't second guess. Don't overthink it. Lay it out. Plan it out. Set out your goals. Then do it. And after you have done it, I want you to review it and look back on your analytics. Look at your artists for Spotify. Look at your artists for, I think it's Apple Music, all these different places. Look at your YouTube analytics. Look at your Instagram and Facebook analytics. Look at these things and see did they work? And don't don't and don't just only rely on the numbers. Look in your inbox. Are people inboxing you and saying, "Yo, this blessed me." Look at your comment section. Look at the look at the conversations that have been opened up to you, the opportunities that have been opened up to you as a result of the creativity of the marketing campaign that the Lord gave you. So, review it. And if it works, do it again. <laughs> Unless the Lord says something different, do it again. Go with what works, okay? And be as creative as you possibly can. So I pray that this episode was a blessing to you. Uh, I love, love, love putting together marketing campaigns. Like that, that is a thing for me. I actually have something else fun that I'm going to be doing. Like I said, I'm going to be challenging myself to sing online. Y'all pray for me. Um, it's Like I said, it's not that I am scared to sing. It's just, ugh. I, I'm just, I, I need, I need to feed off of an audience, honey. So y'all pray for me, <laughs> but I am challenging myself. I'm going to be challenging myself to sing online more. Um, Cause like I said, one video is probably the number one piece of content that people interact with. And two, nothing beats selling a song like seeing and hearing somebody sing it. So I am going to be challenging myself to do that. I would love for for you to join in on that as well. Uh, Just challenge yourself, you know, and also market in a way that feels natural to you. It doesn't 100% feel natural to me, but I know that it's necessary and it's not going to kill me. So I'm doing it. So again, I hope that this episode was a blessing to you. Next week, I'm going to be doing a Q&A about the uh, release process of music. So if you have questions, I want you to DM me. I want you to email me. I want you to reach out to me and ask me those questions. And I will be answering them here on the podcast next week. Okay. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, I pray that you will screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at the underscore gospel underground and also give us a five star rating and review on Apple podcasts. That way, more independent gospel artists just like you will be able to find the gospel underground podcast. I love you guys so, so, so much. I'm so happy and excited that this series is being a blessing to you. And I pray that you will join me again next week. All right. I love you guys. Stay focused on Jesus. 
Keep one another in prayer, and I'll speak to you next week.